Hi, and welcome to the No More Sleepless podcast. I'm happy you're joining me today. My podcast is designed to help you fall asleep as I provide you with some tips on getting better sleep, distract you from your own thoughts by rambling about things currently happening in my life, and we end every episode with the bedtime story. Take a few deep breaths, relax, enjoy the episode, and most importantly, have a good night. Hi there, I'm so happy and very excited you are joining me on another episode here on the No More Sleepless podcast. Very happy you're joining me. I am ridiculously excited, so I have to tell you about this before uh, we even get too deep into it. So um, I woke up at five o'clock this morning just being excited to record this episode. I have to tell you a little bit of a backstory. So I've been wanting to... um, work on this podcast and had this idea for the longest time when I was struggling with my insomnia personally. And it's been close to a year now that I wanted to get this podcast up and going. And it's just between your regular life and everything that we got going. I still have a full-time job. So this has, this has been a project on the side and it's taking up some time. Um, so it's been just a little bit of a struggle to get the time in between family, kids, work and so on for my podcast here and to work on that. And then of course, when I have it out, I don't want to have one or two episodes out and then you're waiting for the next one and you don't hear back from me for the longest time because I couldn't get uh, back to recording any episodes. So I've been trying to invest a lot of time up front just to have everything ready and going for when we are publishing or when I'm publishing the the podcast. And that includes working on the website and working on my Patreon page and working on some blog posts and recording episodes and editing them and everything. So over the last uh, couple of weeks, my focus has really been on the website and trying to design that. And um, I have some blog posts that are linked to my episodes that I'm recording just because I want to have that information readily available for you as well. I don't want you to be in the middle of the night trying to think uh, or feel like you have to remember anything that I'm saying or so. I just want you to be able to relax. But if there's any information you're interested in, you can jump onto my website and still find that information. So of course, the way I am, I want everything ready and set to go as I release and not just have the podcast episodes out and then I work on the website or so on. So um, the last couple of weeks, I've spent a lot of time working on the website and it is in a good shape now. I'm hoping I'll have it all completed and finished over the next couple of um, weeks, hopefully rather sooner than later. But because my focus has been on the website, I haven't had a lot of time actually being behind the mic and recording. And that is what I love. I love to be here, record an episode. And I just hope some listeners out there find this podcast and it's helpful for you to fall asleep. So I'm very excited to be here. I have to stay off today. So I took a day off from work just to try and get some focus on it. And as I said, I was already excited last night. I was just thinking of everything I'm going to do today. And then um, lo and behold, a lot of times when I get excited about something, I just wake up uh, far too early. It happens when we travel. Uh, when we are traveling, it actually is as bad that I a lot of times can't go to sleep. And I'm just thinking of everything that I need to pack, that I pack everything, going through 
doing my list, maybe still packing late night. And then I wake up early in the morning, just excited. So I thought it was just ridiculous that it, it happened with the podcast as well, that I woke up at five o'clock. I woke up actually once or twice before to use the bathroom, woke up at five o'clock and I was up and uh, uh, I felt awake and I felt like I got enough sleep. And typically I'm not that kind of person that would cut back on um, sleep to get extra work in. And I try to stick to a more regular um, sleep schedule just to not completely throw my body off. And it's rare that I wake up before 6.30, especially now since I've been working from home. It's typically around 6.30, um, so I don't have to commute or anything like that right now. Um, yeah, so I was like, well, let me try and go back to sleep again. And what I do a lot of times when I wake up in the middle of the night is I'll listen to something because that's the best way for me to go back to sleep. I can't do meditations in the middle of the night and I can't do an exciting audiobook or something. So it's got to be something calming that distracts me. So maybe something that I've listened to before or um, I do have some podcasts that I like to listen to where the hosts have just some calming uh, voices and it might not necessarily be topics that I get too engaged in and then um, no loud music or anything in the background and then I um, hope to drift back uh, to sleep again. So I did that at five o'clock. I was just laying in the morning uh, in the bed at five o'clock this morning, not stressed or anything. I was just like, well, let's listen to something a little bit and then try and see if I can get a little bit more sleep and and then it was 5.57 and I was still up and I was like, oh, I'll just get up and have an early start. And I have to say it was really nice. Um, so everyone in the house was still sleeping when I was up and I was getting ready and got my breakfast going and my tea and everything. I did up, uh, end up waking my son. He's a, he's a light sleeper and an early bird as well. So he woke up, but it was like 10 past six and I was just tiptoeing around the house and he has a sound machine on in his uh, bedroom always as well. And so do we. Um, so he mentioned he heard me and I woke him up, but I'm not quite sure if he heard me and I woke him up or if it was just he typically gets up around six o'clock, six thirty. So, it might have just been um, his regular wake time because I was extremely quiet. So I doubt uh, that actually I woke him up. But yeah, so in that regard, as I'm trying to prepare for the podcast and get everything launched and um, out and about, um, you might notice that some of the episodes are not in um in an accurate time frame. So they're actually, when I first started recording most of the episodes, all the states were still in a uh, lockdown situation due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And now we're st starting to have some states restricting um, the lockdown or have different phases, how they are reopening and so on. But in the end, um, it's not about having a podcast that is timely accurate or anything. My whole goal is just to gently talk you to sleep, distract you from your thoughts. And as I go on and ramble about my day and what's happening in my life and so on. So um, don't worry about it being, you know, time frame wise, not accurate. It's not like a news podcast or anything where that's relevant that you got to listen to during the day or week or anything. And then it's old news before you know it. And I'm sure uh, I hope there's still going to be some listeners that find me a couple of years from now and they'll 
we're wondering what we're talking about with this pandemic, hopefully, and everything will be back to normal and so on. But yeah, it, it was a really good morning, a really good day. I had a much earlier start than usual and a very productive morning. So um, yeah, that's been good. So I'm here now recording my episode. That's the plan for today. We um, I, I did some editing this morning, so I've been on it for a little while. So I did some editing this morning on the episodes that I had recorded prior. And uh, I actually had to re-record another episode that somehow, I'm not super tech-savvy, but I don't know what happened. Um, it seemed like I just lost the whole episode and was just all quiet and you couldn't hear anything. So I was like, oh, got to re-record that one again. So I did that this morning and then we had lunch. Before you know it, it was already lunchtime. Um, so yeah, plan is to record this episode um, and... Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a lot of more editing on the website or work on anything in that regard just because it's getting already late and I did take the day off from work to also try and have some quality time a little bit with my family and kids. Yeah, my oldest daughter, she's starting um, college tomorrow, so today's her last day before school starts, so um looking forward to spending some time with her and then my son now is on summer break so I want to spend some quality time with him as well very excited about the summer break so for everyone who uh, wasn't aware of what's going on right now or uh, is in a different country or listens to that years later we had pretty much two months of homeschooling my son so I was working from home and he was homeschooling and thankfully my daughter could manage quite a bit in that regard as in setting him up for his classes and giving him some guidance and so on he's typically not homeschooled but it was just due to this lockdown situation that we had that the schools were closed and his school decided to be closed throughout the end of the year so they had a full two months where they were closed so it has been a lot of extra work uh, on us in terms of getting his school material together. He's uh, at an age where he still needs guidance with his schoolwork and everything. So we were all so excited when he was done with the school for this year and it's summer break and <laughs> it's a little bit of a weight lifted off everyone's shoulders. So I'm looking forward to having some uh, quality family time with them later today so I won't be going on too long here and we we're just gonna keep it easy so nothing big planned we might just play with some bubbles in the backyard I actually found a huge giant bubble set that's pretty cool so it's just two sticks with some sort of rope so it has two ropes one is a little tighter and the other one is a little longer and you immerse those sticks into some um bubble soap and then as you um, blow it around the wind you can make giant bubbles so uh, we did that yesterday and it was just a lot of fun and we were all enjoying it and I made some bubbles and it is really the coolest thing I at my age could get just as much a giggle out of it as my kids did so we might do that for a little bit and I'll probably just throw the picnic blanket out in the yard and we might read some books together and so on so it's just going to be a low-key time with the family yeah and then uh how it always is i still got a little bit of some chores planned for today so i have um, a little bit of some paperwork i need to do um that has been on my desk for the longest time that i have been procrastinating yes i have so i'll have to tackle that today uh 
I truly, really have to tackle that today. No more <laughs> procrastination in that regard. And then uh, our dog needs a bath and the cats need some grooming and so on. So just some, some more chores. We've had quite a lot of rain for our standards over the last couple of um, weeks. It's been probably two weeks where it's been really wet. And of course, it started right after our dog had a bath. And then it's been always like, well, it's going to rain all week long. So I'm not going to bath him now again. And uh, the outlook right now is not so good. But it is dry today. Um, it's a little cooler, but it's dry today. And then the outlook is for quite some rain again uh, this week. But he's just in a, he looks pretty nasty right now. So <laughs> he needs a bath, uh, ideally also some grooming. That's a whole different project. So I'm not sure if I'm going to tackle that one today as well, or if that's going to be pushed back as well. But he'll already be in a better shape, at least after he gets a bath. And then the cats just need some grooming. So they're not uh, floating around with their cat hair all over the place yeah so um that's pretty much me and my day today normally i start off with some uh, tips on your sleep and what you can do to sleep better but i guess i just started going on about my five o'clock morning excitement and here we are so yeah so that's pretty much uh, what was going on this morning that's what we have planned for the rest of the day so nothing big just enjoying um, my day off and being able to spend some time with you here uh, on my podcast and then with my family all right, so I thought I'll talk a little bit about your sleep environment today in my little sleep tips section. And um, you can influence your sleep environment with a few factors if you just keep those in mind. That will be your temperature in your bedroom. You want to make sure you're aware of your light light exposure throughout the day and I briefly spoke to that I think in my morning or evening routines and you want to be aware of your noise around you so if you have your temperature and your light and your noise somehow under control you're already setting yourself and your environment at least up for some good night's sleep I know there are a lot of factors that can go into um, getting a good sleep or not health issues mental issues concerns and so on but at least that will be a good environment to set you up for some good sleep. So you want to make sure you're um, ideally sleeping in a cooler temperature in your bedroom. So for adults, um, the best sleep temperature uh, is a range between 60 and 67 degrees Fahrenheit. If you want to have that in Celsius, that's around 15, 16 degrees Celsius to 20 degrees Celsius. And the reason for that is just... Um, our body's internal temperature just changes during the day. So that is what we call the circadian rhythm, just the rhythm of our temperature rising and lowering. And in the evening, just about evening, nighttime, typically your body starts decreasing the temperature right around up to the time you go to bed. And then it continues to cool down. And your body, internal body temperature reaches the coolest point around daybreak, around five o'clock in the morning, and then it starts rising again. So if um, you want to ideally um, enhance that um, circadian rhythm by having a sleep environment that supports that as well. So you want to sleep in an environment that is not too hot or too cold, so it will not affect your internal body temperature and won't cause you to um, have a disrupted sleep or have sleep issues but if you can adjust your room temperature and your 
along the lines of your body temperature you can just get a better deeper night's sleep so what i like to do and i had mentioned that before is just take a warm bath or a shower um, before i just right before i get into bed most of the time it's going to be a shower just because you know life <laughs> but if i can splurge i do like uh, a warm bath but that typically doesn't happen during the week so it's going to be hot shower and actually when you get out of the shower your internal core body temperature drops by your body adjusting to their environment but you still have this feeling of warm and cozy so even if my um, bedroom is at a cooler temperature i still personally feel warm from that hot shower then uh, i might even put on some little cozy fuzzy socks f so i won't have cold feet at night and then get into the bed under my blankets i hope you're at that point as well that you're in your bed under the blankets all comfortable um, of course you can adjust your temperature using your ac or central air a lot of countries have ac and central air especially in the u.s that's very common and then just adjust it to have, um, maybe you even have a smart thermostat where you can adjust it for cooler temperatures at night and then the temperatures get warmer or adjust it during the day depending on your season and uh, whatever is comfortable during your day in terms of temperature. Now, if you are in a place where you don't have an AC, you can adjust your house and room temperature a little bit by, for example, opening your windows when it's cooler in the morning hours or late at night and have your windows closed during the day and maybe have some uh, heavy curtains to block out the heat of the sun during the day or if it's in the winter the curtains can also help to keep the warmth in your room and you want to make sure you don't have any drafts from the doors or your window or anything to not lose any warm air so there are different ways you can adjust for that if you don't have central air and then of course another big thing is you can regulate the temperature of yourself a little bit by the bedding you choose so you want to have warmer comforters in the winter and likewise you'll go with a warmer pajama probably and you'll have lighter bedding in the summer and maybe lighter pajamas or maybe you'll choose to um, sleep with no pajamas in the summer or even in the winter. There's been some research apparently that um, sleeping with uh, naked can help you sleep uh, better as well. So maybe naked with socks because there's been some research <laughs> that the socks will help. So <laughs> uh, you, you can pick and choose there and see what works best for you. Uh, in regards to heavy curtains to block out your um, s the sun's light or the, um, the have it as a barrier for warmth to escape in the winter, as I mentioned, what I recommend, and that is now in our light section, is just some very heavy blackout curtains. Um, they are just going to be great adjusting your light in your bedroom. You don't want to have any bright light coming in as you sleep. And... Um, those blackout curtains can also help eliminate some outdoor noise or anything like that. What we have is blackout roller shades. My husband is not a big fan of curtains in itself. He prefers the shades. And it's just a fact of pick your battle. So <laughs> I'm not too um, uh, attached to either curtains or shades. I personally prefer the look of curtains, but uh, it's nothing I would you know want to <laughs> have any compromise found on or any you know discussions or anything like that he prefers the roller shades and i'm completely fine with that so as i said you want to adjust the lights 
you want to have your bedroom as dark as possible when you sleep so try blackout curtains try blackout roller shades what i wear every night even with the roller shades is a sleep mask just because uh, with the roller shades you'll have a teeny tiny little gap between the window and the shade where you might still have a little bit of some light coming in and i've just gotten to a point where i'm so sensitive to lights i just like it black so I have different sleep masks. I have just some satin ones that are very soft to the skin. I have some um, that are a little contoured, I guess, um, just so they won't create any puffiness on your eyes. They might also work well, I guess, when you wear lashes and some, which I don't. Um, but I just have a selection. I always have um, a little sleep mask for me to go along as well when you're traveling or anything like that. I've had times on a flight to Germany and you happen to be situated by the bathroom uh, door just by the exit sign above you and we're just like the first row and you have this bright exit bathroom light, bathrooms going open, closed all time long and so on. You have uh, eight hours flights. So I've learned my lessons to always travel with a sleep mask and earplugs ideally. All right, I just got to unlock my computer. It went to sleep on me. So here we are again. So sleep mask is what I recommend. Then also you can adjust a little bit your um light exposure throughout the day. So you want to make sure you get lots of natural daylight exposure ideally in the morning so you might want to open your curtains, open your shades, let in the daylight um have natural daylight in your eyes maybe even be able to spend a little bit of some time outdoors if it can um if your schedule allows and if it's just for five minutes or so or if not just open your windows get some fresh air and get some fresh light in uh bright light in and then in the evening you want to do just the opposite so you want to um avoid bright lights in the evening you want to avoid bright overhead lights you want to avoid or limit to as good as possible the blue lights that you get off your screens so options there for example blue light blocking glasses that you can find online you can also adjust your screens so you have a warmer light setting on your screens and um those are just some options or just completely limit your screen time before you go to bed and just i don't know an hour ideally or two hours before just say hey i have my uh, phone and my tablets and everything in a different room and i'm just going to spend my time reading here and you're not even exposed to to all that so that's just a tip to um adjust that a little bit during your day and then in the evening and then what we also have is of course we have a little night light in the bathrooms so uh if i wake up at night which happens almost every night and i have to go use the bathroom i don't need to turn on the big light in the bathroom but i'll just have the night light which is uh, sufficient for me to find my way around and there are even some that are, that are um controlled by your movement so you open the bathroom door and the, the light goes on all right um we have in our bedroom we actually also have bedroom slash office so we have a desk there with quite some electronics and all of those that um, have electronics in their bedroom are probably familiar with that problem you have some little blue lights with every electronic it seems like the screen has a little blue light here and the printer and uh, our table lights and everything so they have some little stickers that you can stick just on there and they um, block that light so that's something i can highly recommend so in a nutshell you just want to make sure your bedroom is as dark as you possibly can
So we spoke about temperature, we spoke about light exposure, and another big factor, of course, is noise. So you want to be able to eliminate outdoor noise or anything that could um, uh, disrupt your sleep environment as best as possible. So for example, we have this early garbage pickup service every Thursday morning at four o'clock. I have no idea why <laughs> they're out and about so early. And I feel for those men being out and up so early picking up garbage. And I'm just thinking they probably have to be at work at three o'clock or even earlier to um, start a shift and then be here at four o'clock in the morning. But it is like, like clockwork every week uh, around four o'clock, 4.15, they're here. And uh, after I had my oldest daughter, I have um, turned into a very light sleeper. So it's just the smallest noise and it wakes me up. And then um, I have trouble falling back asleep or it might not be as easy just depending on what is going on. So I'm just trying to uh, ideally manage my environment as much as I can from my end. So you want to make sure you can either maybe eliminate noises around you or at least try and manage it in the best way possible. So... What we have is a noise machine in our bedroom and those with uh, parents, younger kids and so on, they might be aware of that where you have noise machines in your kid's bedroom. We have one in our bedroom as well. My son has one, my daughter has one, <laughs> I have one. I seem to be the only one in the family that hears this garbage pickup every week, but I was like, I don't know how you people can sleep through that. You need a noise machine just to make sure you don't sleep through that. So we have noise machines in our um, bedroom. And they're just like different sounds that you can pick with white noise. Um, and then you can adjust the volume setting and they have different uh, noise options. So we just have that running every night. And it's also helpful because, as I mentioned, um, it's pretty much every night. I need to get up at some point to go to the bathroom. My husband typically gets up at some point. So if I can manage with the noise machine and so on, I might not necessarily wake him up as well. And uh, he used to be at an earlier work schedule than I was and would wake up earlier. So there had been a few instances where um, maybe I would wake up when he first goes and gets up and gets ready. But then I don't wake up again when he leaves the bedroom. So it's been helpful at least to eliminate it a little bit. And uh, we might have some loud cars in the neighborhood that you don't hear. Or uh, we do have a dog and he's not very barky when other um pets are walking by or anything that doesn't bother him at all and he doesn't bark about that but sometimes you know he might have a nightmare and um lets out a little yelp or uh especially so he likes to sleep in my daughter's bedroom and he sleeps there most of the time but then occasionally she's not necessarily a fan of him sleeping in the bedroom like for example when we had all this rain and he had his last uh, night walk and is drained wet and smells like a wet dog literally she's like ah rather not tonight <laughs> so um then he has a uh, um um pet bed in front of her bedroom because it likes to still feel close to her and then he have he has a pet bed in in the living room as well so if he's not allowed to sleep in her bedroom and he we have no pet sleeping in our bedroom so that's not even a question then he might um just let out a few yelps uh at first to um 
voice his displease with not being allowed in the bedroom. And I'll have a whole episode about pets in the bedroom at some point later. Of course, that's everyone's decision, but I just value my sleep. And, and we've had cats in our bedroom before, and then they'll be on the bed with you, and then they go up and they're active at night. And, and that just doesn't work for me. I love my pets dearly, but I also need my sleep just for me to function during the day and be at least in a better state during the day. So I can't, um, can't deal with the pets in the bedroom. And they all adjusted, especially the cats adjusted pretty quickly once they figured out, right, we're not allowed in the bedroom anymore. Um, they've been fine with it. It's just because our dog has been, he's 10 years out now and he's always been used to sleeping in the bedroom with my daughter. So it's really just a few rare instances where he, is not sleeping in her bedroom and then he he will as i said be a little barky for a minute or two but that's not something uh, that i want um, to necessarily wake me up at night or the cats might be playing loudly at night and getting into it and so on so in that regard the noise machine has been very helpful to block out just all those sounds if you don't have a noise machine there are apps that you can download that just pretty much do the same thing even you can just go on YouTube and just um, type in white noise. 10 hours white noise, 8 hours white noise, brown noise, pink noise. You have all sorts of option, options. And a lot of those um, YouTube clips will even have the black screen, dark screen. So you won't have any extra light exposure. Or you can maybe lock your screen and still have that running in the background. And that's also a great tip when you're traveling. Just have some white noise run in the background. I've traveled for business and of course I'll be in that hotel room right next to the elevator in a busy convention hotel and you have people coming up and down the elevator late at night and maybe talking um, as they're making their way to the hall room and through the hall to their room and so on. So that's just very helpful in general. If you um, can't manage your environment at least um, or you can't influence what's happening around you, you can at least manage it a little bit to that degree. So I can highly recommend noise machines or as I said, YouTube, get it for free. You don't have to buy an extra device or anything if you don't want to. Um, and then also another good thing is just blackout curtains. Just uh, as I said, they can minimize the light coming in, but they can also minimize the noise, for example, from outside what's happening in your environment around you, around your house, around your apartment, wherever you are. Another option would be, of course, sleeping with earplugs. Um, that's not something that works great for me somehow. Um, most earplugs that I've tried don't want to stay put in my ear and they're uncomfortable. And then, um, as I had mentioned, I just like to fall asleep listening to something. Like I would listen to podcasts, I would listen to audiobooks, I know anything that's calm and soothing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't sleep with earplugs. Typically my daughter does that a lot. She will sleep with earplugs. Another important thing for you or something important to remember is you might want to consider putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, so even if you have, you're concerned about missing important calls from family or friends or anything, you can, in most phones, set them as a favorite. And then uh, if they call three times or something, it will still go through, or it might still go through, especially if they're favorite, if it's in do not disturb. Um, just if you're concerned that you're missing something important from a family member or anything similar, but you don't want to have any of who know what calls or messages coming in or social media notification popping up in the middle of the night and waking you up and 
me being originally from Germany, I have a lot of contacts um, that are operating and living in a different time zone. And of course, they're not always thinking of, oh, yeah, it's six hours later in the US, so it's still early in the morning. So there's already a lot of activity going on on all sorts of um, social media platforms. And I'm not big on social media, but we'll have like a family group between me and my siblings on, on Telegram and then I have uh, some friends on WhatsApp and so on. So they might be messaging me and pinging me. And that's why I just in general always have my phone on silent and I do use the do not disturb function at night and I have it set so it automatically goes on. And then I'm not um, awoken at night just for a message that has no importance or anything like that. So I can highly recommend that. Now, if you are working shifts and you have late night shifts or anything similar, you're probably already a little um, used to influencing your environment to the best way possible and trying to artificially control what's happening around you. So um, hopefully that's been helpful to you too, but I would think that you already try to um, manage the light exposure, for example, with blackout curtains or um, uh, shades or anything like that, just because you, when you're coming home in the morning and the sun is rising, you want to assimilate to your body. It is night now, I'm going to sleep. And in the same note, you want to adjust how much light exposure you get during the day to maximize the light exposure you get or even work with artificial lights and so on. You don't want to be disrupted if you're working shifts by neighborhood kids that are playing around during the day as you're trying to sleep after a long shift. So I'm sure you're probably already familiar to having the noise machine on or anything similar and probably using earplugs and all that. In regards to noise machine, I did mention the white noise on YouTube and the apps and so on. Another good and cheap option if you have a bathroom right uh, uh, next to your bedroom you can just let the bathroom fan run and have the door open just pretty much does the same i'm not sure in terms of efficiency i would think a noise machine is probably going to cost less energy in the long run than having a bathroom fan run all night long i haven't looked into that but that's just my gut feeling i'm I would almost feel certain about that. But if you're interested in that, do your research, see what works for you. The bathroom fan might be an option in a pinch if you're in a hotel room um, or if you don't have a fan right now or if you might just have something very disruptive loud going on um, that night, a parade or, you know, some festival or something and people are up and going. I can see that especially in bigger cities. So just some tips and tricks from me here like I um, like to always share. All right, so again, in a nutshell, pretty much big factors that you can try and influence to improve your sleep are temperature you're sleeping at, noise, and your light, of course. So I have a little more on that on my website, so you can check that out, nomoresleepless.com. And um, we're going to start diving into our book now. I'm not going to say much more about my day since we spoke about that early on. So what we are doing now is we're going to continue reading. We are reading Out of the Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. 
and we are in the first book, which is called The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And so far, Dorothy has made it to um, Oz. She's trying to find the Wizard of Oz, trying to make her way to Emerald City. And on her journey so far, she has met the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, and they've had quite some adventure happening uh, between... Um, they were in a poppy seed and on the last episode and um up on a field of poppy flowers i'm saying poppy seed maybe poppy seed flowers poppy flowers and um that scent was just very poisonous and uh, what ended up happening is that dorothy fell asleep and the lion and toto and the uh, Tin Woodman and the Scarecrow managed to get Dorothy and Toto out of the um, flower field and then they met the Queen of Mice and arranged with her uh, mice to get the lion out of the field. So that is where we are continuing. We are now looking at chapter 10 which is called The Guardian of the Gate. All right, hope you're all tucked in, are all comfortable, cozy in your bed, hopefully already asleep by now. And if not by now, then I'm hopeful you'll fall asleep soon as we are reading this bedtime story, The Guardian of the Gate. It was some time before the cowardly lion awakened, for he had lain among the poppies a long while, breathing in their deadly fragrance. But when he did open his eyes and roll off the truck, he was very glad to find himself still alive. I ran as fast as I could, he said, sitting down and yawning. But the flowers were too strong for me. How did you get me out? Then they told him of the field mice, and how they had generously saved him from death. And the cowardly lion laughed and said, I've always thought myself very big and terrible, yet such little things as flowers came near to killing me. And such small animals as mice have saved my life. How strange it all is. But comrades, what shall we do now? We must journey on until we find the road of yellow brick again, said Dorothy. And then we can keep on to Emerald City. So the line, being fully refreshed and feeling quite himself again, they all started upon the journey greatly enjoying the walk through the soft, fresh grass, and it was not long before they reached the road of yellow brick and turned again toward the Emerald City, where the great Oz dwelt. The road was smooth and well-paved now, and the country about was beautiful, so that the travelers rejoiced in leaving the forest far behind, and with it the many dangers they had met in its gloomy shades. Once more they could see fences built beside the road, but these were painted green, and when they came to a small house in which a farmer evidently lived, that also was painted green. They passed by several of these houses during the afternoon, and sometimes people came to the doors and looked at them, as if they would like to ask questions. But no one came near them nor spoke to them, because of the great line of which they were very much afraid. The people were all dressed in clothing of a lovely emerald green color and wore peaked heads like those of the munchkins. This must be the land of Oz, said Dorothy, and we are surely getting near the Emerald City. 
Yes, said the scarecrow. Everything is green here, while in the country of the munchkins, blue was the favorite color. But the people do not seem to be as friendly as the munchkins, and I am afraid we shall be unable to find a place to pass the night. I should like something to eat besides fruit, said the girl, and I am sure Toto is nearly starved. Let us stop at the next house and talk to the people. So when they came to a good-sized farmhouse, Dorothy walked boldly up to the door and knocked. A woman opened it, just far enough to look out, and said, What do you want, child, and why is that great lion with you? We wish to pass the night with you, if you will allow us, answered Dorothy. And the lion is my friend and comrade, and would not hurt you for the world. Is he tame? asked the woman, opening the door a little wider. Oh, yes, said the girl, and he's a great coward, too. He will be more afraid of you than you are of him. Well, said the woman, after thinking it over and taking another peep at the lion, if that is the case, you may come in, and I will give you some supper and a place to sleep. So they all entered the house where there were besides the woman, two children and a man. The man had hurt his leg and was laying on the couch in a corner. They seemed greatly surprised to see so strange a company. And while the woman was busy laying the table, the man asked, Where are you all going? To the Emerald City, said Dorothy, to see the great Oz. Oh, indeed, exclaimed the man. Are you sure that Oz will see you? Why not, she replied. Why, it is said that he never lets anyone come into his presence. I have been to the Emerald City many times, and it is a beautiful and wonderful place. But I have never been permitted to see the great Oz, nor do I know of any living person who has seen him. Does he ever go out? asked the scarecrow. Never. He sits day after day in the great throne room of his palace, and even those who wait upon him do not see his face. What is he like? asked the girl. That is hard to tell, said the man thoughtfully. You see, Oz is a great wizard and can take on any form he wishes, so that some day say he looks like a bird, and some say he looks like an elephant, and some say he looks like a cat. To others he appears as a beautiful fairy, or a brownie, or in any other form that pleases him. But who the real Oz is, when he is in his own form, no living person can tell. That is very strange, said Dorothy, but we must try in some way to see him, or we shall have made our journey for nothing. Why do you wish to see the terrible Oz? asked the man. I want to give, I want him to give me some brains, said the scarecrow eagerly. Oh, Oz could do that easily enough, declared the man. He has more brains than he needs. And I want him to give me a heart, said the tin woodman. That will not be trouble for him, continued the man, for Oz has a large collection of hearts of all sizes and shapes. And I want him to give me courage, said the cowardly lion. Oz keeps a great pot of courage in his throne room, said the man which he has covered with a golden plate to keep it from running over. He will be glad to give you some. And I want him to send me back to Kansas, said Dorothy. Where is Kansas? asked the man, 
with surprise. I don't know, replied Dorothy sorrowfully, but it is my home, and I am sure it's somewhere. Very likely. Well, Oz can do anything, so I suppose he will find Kansas for you. But first you must get to see him, and that will be a hard task, for the great wizard does not like to see anyone, and he usually has his own way. But what do you want? He continued speaking to Toto. Toto only wagged his tail, for, strange to say, he could not speak. The woman now called to them that supper was ready, so they gathered around the table and Dorothy ate some delicious porridge and a dish of scrambled eggs and a plate of nice white bread and enjoyed her meal. The lion ate some of the porridge but did not care for it, saying it was made from oats and oats were food for horses, not for lions. The scarecrow and the tin woodman ate nothing at all. Toto ate a little of everything and was glad to get a good supper again. The woman now gave Dorothy a bed to sleep in, and Toto lay down beside her while the lion guarded the door of her room so she might not be disturbed. The scarecrow and the tin woodman stood up in a corner and kept quiet all night, although of course they could not sleep. The next morning, as soon as the sun was up, they started on their way, and soon saw a beautiful green glow in the sky just before them. That must be Emerald City, said Dorothy. As they walked on, the green glow became brighter and brighter, and it seemed that at last they were nearing the end of their travels. Yet it was afternoon before they came to the great wall that surrounded the city. It was high and thick and of bright green color. In front of them... At the end of the road of the yellow brick was a big gate, all studded with emeralds that glittered so in the sun that even the painted eyes of the scarecrow were dazzled by their brilliance. There was a bell beside the gate, and Dorothy pushed the button and heard a silvery tinkle sound within. Then the big gate swung slowly open, and they all passed through and found themselves in a high arched room the walls of which glistened with countless emeralds. Before them stood a little man, about the same size as the munchkins. He was clothed in all green from his head to his feet, and even his skin was of a greenish tint. At his side was a large green box. When he saw Dorothy and her companions, the man asked, "'What do you wish in the Emerald City?' "'We came here to see the Great Oz,' said Dorothy." The man was so surprised at this answer that he sat down to think it over. It has been many years since anyone asked me to see Oz, he said, shaking his head in perplexity. He is powerful and terrible, and if you come on an idle or foolish errand to bother the wise reflections of the great wizard, he might be angry and destroy you all in an instant. But it is not a foolish errand, nor an idle one, replied the scarecrow. It is important, and we have been told that Oz is a good wizard. So he is, said the green man, and he rules the Emerald City wisely and well. But to those who are not honest or who approach him from curiosity, he is most terrible, and few have ever dared ask to see his face. I am the guardian of the gates, and since you demand to see the great Oz, I must take you to his palace. But first you must put on the spectacles. Why? asked Dorothy. 
because if you did not wear spectacles, the brightness and glory of the Emerald City would blind you. Even those who live in the city must wear spectacles day and night. They are all locked on, for Oz so ordered it when the city was first built, and I have the only key that will unlock them. He opened the big box, and Dorothy saw that it was filled with spectacles of every size and shape. All of them had green glasses in them. The guardian of the gates found a pair that would just fit Dorothy and put them over her eyes. There were two golden bands fastened to them that passed around the back of her head, where they were locked together by a little key that was at the end of the chain the guardian of the gates wore around his neck. When they were on, Dorothy could not take them off, had she wished. But of course she did not wish to be blinded by the glare of the Emerald City, so she said nothing. Then the green man fitted spectacles for the scarecrow and the tin woodman and the lion, and even on little Toto, and all were locked fast with the key. Then the guardian of the gates put on his own glasses and told them he was ready to show them to the palace. Taking a big golden key from a peg on the wall, he opened another gate and they all followed him through the portal into the streets of the Emerald City. Alright, so here ends our episode 9. Dorothy and her little group, her companions, have finally made it to Emerald City and they're hoping and expecting to see the Great Wizard of Oz soon. I... Hope by now you are fast asleep. I wish you some very, very good dreams. I hope you'll sleep tightly. And uh, join me again on the next episode, will you? Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Bye.